Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we covered the topic of adhesive capsulitis found under the orthopedic section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 52-year-old woman with a past medical history of diabetes presents with prolonged shoulder pain and stiffness. For the past few months, she reports persistent left shoulder pain that also occurs at night. She denies any inciting trauma. On physical exam, she has decreased active and passive range of motion. She is unable to reach 90 degrees with passive abduction. She is sent home with range of motion exercises and counseled that this will likely resolve with time. Let's continue with an introduction to adhesive capsulitis. Clinically, it is defined as a condition of the shoulder characterized by severely limited range of motion. It is also known as a frozen shoulder. In terms of the epidemiology, this tends to affect females more often than males, and it typically affects patients greater than 40 years of age. Risk factors include diabetes. In terms of the pathogenesis, there is inflammation of the capsule, which may lead to increased adhesions and fibrosis, resulting in limited range of motion. Conditions that are associated include diabetes mellitus, thyroid disease, trauma, scleroderma, and Dupuytren's disease. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms will include insidious onset of shoulder stiffness and pain at rest and with movement, and there will be limited range of motion. On exam, one may note that the non-dominant shoulder is affected more often than the dominant shoulder. There is diffuse tenderness to palpation over the shoulder without focal tenderness. Patients may have atrophy of the shoulder muscles, and there will be limited range of active and passive motion compared with the contralateral shoulder, and there may even be an inability to reach 90 degrees with passive abduction. In terms of further imaging, radiography is not routinely indicated unless there is suspicion for other pathologies. Findings will usually be normal, but it may reveal osteoarthritis instead of adhesive capsulitis. And when making the diagnosis, remember that most cases are clinically diagnosed with an inability to reach 90 degrees with passive abduction. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about osteoarthritis of the shoulder, with distinguishing factors being that radiography will demonstrate osteoarthritis. Also think about rotator cuff tendinopathy, with distinguishing factors being that there will be focal tenderness at the subacromial point. Also think about scleroderma with distinguishing factors being that there will be skin thickening. In terms of treatment, conservative options include range of motion exercises and physical therapy. This is indicated for all patients, and remember that progressive activity is typically recommended. Medical options include non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, which are indicated for pain management. Complications related to adhesive capsulitis include persistent pain and stiffness. And lastly, With regards to prognosis, remember that this typically resolves over one to three years. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to adhesive capsulitis, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 65-year-old male presents to his primary care physician for stiffness in his arm. He states that he has been having trouble combing his hair and reaching objects that are high on the shelf. 
The patient has a past medical history of diabetes mellitus type 2, obesity, and hypertension. His current medications include metformin, insulin, lisinopril, and hydrochlorothiazide. The patient admits to leading a sedentary life in which he tends to stay home and watch television. He does not engage in any physical or strenuous activity. On physical exam, the patient has decreased passive and active range of motion of his shoulder. Strength of the patient's upper extremity is 4 out of 5. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Rotator cuff impingement Choice 2. Adhesive capsulitis Choice 3. Biceps tendinopathy Choice 4. Glenohumeral osteoarthritis Or Choice 5. Subacromial bursitis The best answer to this question is Choice 2. Adhesive capsulitis This patient is presenting with stiffness and a decreased range of motion in his shoulders, suggestive of a diagnosis of adhesive capsulitis. Adhesive capsulitis classically presents in elderly, sedentary patients with the chief complaint of stiffness. On physical exam, the key findings are a loss of active, but more importantly, passive range of motion. It is the loss of passive range of motion that suggests a diagnosis of adhesive capsulitis over rotator cuff injuries, biceps tendinopathy, glenohumeral osteoarthritis, and subacromial bursitis. The diagnosis of adhesive capsulitis is made clinically. However, radiographs, MRI, and ultrasound can be used to rule out other diagnoses. Treatment includes NSAIDs and physical therapy and can include steroids. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Rotator cuff impingement typically presents with pain and weakness of the upper extremity, but also can present with a decreased range of motion as this patient experienced. Of note, the passive range of motion will not be significantly affected in this disease. Choice 3. Biceps tendinopathy presents with pain and weakness overlying the biceps tendon in the region of the anterior deltoid. Choice 4. Glenohumeral osteoarthritis presents with vague and diffuse pain that is exacerbated by activity in addition to a loss of range of motion of the shoulder. Though this patient is experiencing a decreased range of motion, the decreased passive range of motion is more specific for adhesive capsulitis. Choice 5. Subacromial bursitis presents with localized tenderness, decreased range of motion and pain with motion, and sometimes erythema and edema. Though this patient is experiencing decreased range of motion and pain with motion, the decreased passive range of motion suggests a diagnosis of adhesive capsulitis. Finally, a bullet summary. Adhesive capsulitis presents with pain and a decreased passive and active range of motion. Treatment is physical therapy and NSAIDs as needed. That's all for this review about adhesive capsulitis. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts.
It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.